every step of the way Lord reminding Lord the man who looked back and saw one set of footprints and wondered where you was at but through it all you was carrying him Lord we're so thankful you've been carrying us Lord moving in us and changing lives and hearts God we just thank you um, with everything that's within us Lord for all the miracles that you've done among us the healings and the deliverances, families that's been restored. God, what a mighty God you are. We love you, Father, and we thank you for these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's turn to Psalms 42 and verse 1. Amen. Have you had a good week? Amen. Amen. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, for I've gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, with the multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieting me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I'll remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermonites. And from the hill Mizar, the deep calleth unto the deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Amen. We let you be seated. I, I don't think that we could find anyone uh, in here that could say that we didn't have some wonderful meetings. Amen. Just a wonderful outpouring of the Holy Spirit. If, if you didn't get what you needed, it wasn't anybody's fault but yours. Amen. Because God was here and the atmosphere was in place and, and God was moving in, in a miraculous way. And we saw him move very uh, spontaneously. In many ways and, and many many different avenues and 
uh, just a prayer line that would form and different things, even Sunday afternoon as the Lord would begin to still deal with hearts. And, and I just want to say thank you to all that was involved in, in helping with every part of that. I, I was saying to the ones in the back that this meeting went, went without a hitch. It wasn't a, even a hiccup. And uh, it was because of, amen, dedicated hearts that saw a vision and, and put their heart into it. And we witnessed a glorious outpouring of the Spirit of God. There were many healings, there were many deliverances, there were families that were restored, amen, there were uh, many things, and no doubt we'll mark this uh, for a long time as one of the, the greatest meetings we've ever been in, uh, but I, I want to say it's in the past, and I want to also say I want more, amen, and I, I don't think we should ever... Amen. Just only be able to point to the past and what God did, but God is still moving and God is still touching. And I, I believe we ought to come to every service with the expectation. Amen. You know, we call them special meetings, but every service that we ever gather in ought to be special. Amen. We ought to be expecting, amen, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And we, we have that a lot here at this church. And, and, and God comes according to our expectations. Amen. And he comes according to what we're expecting him to do. If you're expecting him to do the exceedingly abundantly, he'll do the exceedingly abundantly. If you expect him to heal and deliver, he'll do exactly that. Whatever you expect, amen, I believe he would do. And so tonight, amen, just as uh, even that, that song that Brother Michael brought uh, to, the, to the meetings, and, and I've been listening to it over through the week, amen, I, I just want to speak for a moment on I want more. Amen. I'm not satisfied with yesterday, but I want more. I, I believe every day ought to be a fresh and a new experience with the Lord. Amen. I, I believe our. I, I believe we ought to be looking for. You know, as the children of Israel, they went out and they gathered manna. Amen. They couldn't depend on the manna that they gathered yesterday, but they had to gather more for every day of their life. And it ain't just get the one. It ain't just a one and done with the Holy Ghost and one and done with His presence and one and done. But we need to be expecting God to move more and more and greater and greater than he ever has before. Amen. Because we're looking to something greater that's never happened before. Amen. Where a group of people is going to take a body change. Amen. I mean, if you say it happened, I guess, you know, we can look back to Abraham and Sarah, but as a group, amen, a multi-membered body, amen, I believe we have to be moving our faith to that moment to believe for that moment. Amen. So therefore our faith can't decrease, has got to increase. Amen. And so I, I want to look at this and I want to look again at, at another scripture in Psalms 34 and verse one. It said, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the, all, the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. Not just in a certain setting or a certain time, but at all times. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Have you found yourself anywhere in there? The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, and blessed is the man that trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him.
Oh, taste and see. I love how the scripture put that. It wasn't, oh, see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see. Amen. You can see a picture of a, of a wonderful meal or, or maybe your favorite thing you ever ate. Maybe it's crawfish or whatever it is. You can see a, a picture of that, but that is nothing like being able to be there and taste what it's like. Amen. When you taste it and you put it in your mouth, the picture's good. It looks good. looks amazing, but it's just a picture. Amen. But if you could ever taste it, if you could ever put it into your mouth, it'll start awakening the sensory mo- uh, things in your mouth and saliva start falling and, and things begin. Your stomach will start rumbling. Amen. As you begin to taste and if it's good, you'll want more of it. Amen. If it's what you thought it was going to be and it's what you've been desiring, you'll want more of it. Amen. One little bite won't satisfy you. Amen. We'll want more and more and more. Amen. Many times more than your portion. Amen. Amen. The, the prophet of God said it like this. He said, the supper call is on. The robes are being given. God is taken from the Gentile people for his namesake in the last days. And he's bringing them in through campaigns of healing, the lame, blind, the halt, and the withered. He said, now, these big starchy stuck-ups won't even come. They think they're better, but Jesus said they won't taste my supper. Hallelujah. But you can taste and see that the Lord is good. It tastes like honey in the rock, and oh, how good it is. He said, I've seen it in the churches where people will all be filled in a little prayer meeting somewhere to the children even lick their tongues. It's so good, spiritually speaking. Wonderful. It's honey in the rock. Hallelujah. Amen. He said to remind him one time of being up there in a, in a hunting trip and, and he was going, he had caught a few trout and was going to skin them out and make him a little breakfast. And he was getting some things together and he come back into camp after he cleaned up the trout and got them all skinned up and he's going to bring them in and find his frying pan and his grease and things. And he hears a bunch of rumbling going on. He looks in there and there's these bears that had come into the camp and they had found at something. He couldn't figure out what it was until he finally could get over a little bit and he could find where one little little cub had found the molasses jar and somehow he had got the top off of it and he had stuck his paws in there and he said my he was just having a wonderful time and, and he said I was just watching him as it took place and, and, and he said I, I tried to make a noise he said if you ain't careful those bears are scratches is what he said he said so I tried to make a little noise to get him out of the way and that's when the mama bear made a little noise and sent one cub running and, but the other one wouldn't leave there was something that had his attention it was something that was greater than than the fear of men or the fear of what's around him or what was going on around him, the circumstances, he found something better. And he wasn't ready to leave it. And she could coo and she could call. And he just kept on sopping, he said. And he sopped some more and he sopped some more and he sopped some more. He said, till he got the last sop out of the bucket. And he said he ran back when he finally got that last little sop out of the bucket and he pulled his foot up and he saw me. He said, I thought, he said, I thought, my, he's, what's going to happen now? He said, he got, he said, I screamed, get away from here. And he ran to his mama. He said, but they didn't go nowhere for a while because they realized he had something on him that they wanted. And they begin to sop and they begin to, he said, a brother, if that ain't an old time Pentecostal meeting, I never saw one. Got his hand in the honey bucket, come up to his arm like that just sopping away all condemnation was gone all fear was gone everything was on the only thing in his mind was I want some more 
Hallelujah. I want some more. Amen. And he said, the only thing he was doing is just kept, oh, it tastes like honey in the rock. The strange one thing was when he finally sopped the bucket out, he went over to where his mammy was and his little brother, and they began to lick on him just like the red, like he had had, getting them some of the honey. Amen. I believe that's what we should do. That's why we should share our testimonies. It is sharing the honey that we receive. It is sharing the things of God and the goodness of God that we have tasted and saw that he was good. We have saw that he'll raise the dead. We have saw that he'll heal the sick. We have saw, amen, he'll take depression off of lives and break black streaks of family troubles off of life. We have saw it and therefore we want some more of it. We want more of his goodness. We want more of his grace. We want more of the Holy Ghost to be poured out in our lives. We want more. Hallelujah. He said one thing, the tabernacle needs, this is the tabernacle at Jeff, he says, is a rededication and a refilling of the Holy Ghost. Everyone to get to the altar and pray until they get a renewing. The whole church be filled with the power of God. He said, that's what we need. Not only the tabernacle there, but the body of Christ universal. I, I, I like David said it one day, restoring to me the joy of my salvation. See, he hadn't lost his salvation, but he lost the joy of it. And he said, when it comes to a place, I can't enjoy my religion. There's something wrong somewhere. You ought to want more of it. Amen. There should be an enjoyment. Amen. If there's a, something that, uh, whatever your, brother, brother Joe, what's your favorite meal? Yeah. I know what it is and he don't even know. It's biscuits and tomato gravy. When he gets some of it, he, he might be on a diet, but he'll let that diet go. Amen. Amen. He, if he could just find somebody that'll make him a good pan of biscuits and tomato gravy, you got one happy man right there. And let me let you know, he ain't interested in just a little nibble on it. He might nibble on something else sometime, but that ain't what he really desires. But if he ever gets what he really wants. Amen. And I found evening like Tabernacle has found what she really wants. The other world, other churches, they can nibble, they can nibble, but this church has found the goodness of God and God is being poured out in her. And we want more. Hallelujah. If you can't enjoy your religion, there's something wrong with you. But I like enjoying my religion. I like to enjoy the presence of God. I like to just sit in it and then let him rain down or dance or shout or whatever it takes. I'm going to enjoy it. Hallelujah. If you got a problem with me enjoying it, you just ain't tasted it yet. Maybe it ain't your favorite thing to eat. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> there was a debate that was being taken place. There was an infidel was saying there was no such a thing as God. Kept doing that little silly looking boy sitting there with his hair hanging down his eyes, overalls on. Came walking out, one tooth out in the front, stood up in front of that infidel, started peeling the apple. He said, well, what do you want? Little boy said, I want to ask you a question. He said, well, ask it. Well, wait a minute. He just kept peeling his apple. 
cut the core out of it, got it just like he wanted. He said, hurry up, say what you're going to do, say her, or I'll, I'll get you throw it. Wait just a minute. And he kept peeling the apple. And he took a piece and he put it in his mouth and he chewed on it and swallowed it. He said, I had to ask you a question. Is this apple sweet or is it sour? Infidel said, I'm not eating it. I don't know. He said, that's what I thought. And he walked right on down and sat down. How do you know whether there's a Holy Ghost or not until you received it? How do you know Jesus heals or not until you receive it? How do you know what it's like to be in the presence of God till you've been in it? How do you know what it's like to be free until you're free? Once you realize what it is to be a free man, you want more of it. Everybody else can kind of look and don't, don't understand and don't know what's going on and what's happening. Look at that person dancing. And they can call it a bunch of workup and a bunch of motion. The problem is they ain't ate the apple. They ain't ate of the presence of God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. They want more of it. No matter how much you read out of the Bible. That won't work. The Holy Ghost has got to witness it to you that he's resurrected in your life. Therefore, you won't know whether it's sweet or whether it's sour. As David said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Who knows if it's good before you taste it? But it's he that tasted it that knows. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As the old saying goes, the proof of the pudding is in the eating thereof. Hey, listen, I've seen some beautiful cakes that look beautiful, looked amazing, look like you're even, you start, you know, stuff starts, and all of a sudden you get your slice of it, and it's terrible. Look, it tastes like you put some kind of sweet stuff on cornbread or Taste got some funny taste. It, it's yeah, sawdust. And you're like, man, that thing don't taste as good as it looks. It's deceiving. A lot of people's religion looks real good. But you get a taste of it and you find out there's a lot of bitterness there. Amen. You find out there's a lot of dryness there. You find out there ain't much moisture of the Spirit of God there. You realize the rain ain't been on it kind of gets in your mouth and you can't hardly swallow it and you're trying to get it down and trying to and it just won't go and there's it just ain't there but i also saw some cakes that didn't look like much wasn't the prettiest icing wasn't put together the best but boy when you got a bite of it you wanted more you got a bite of it so i want another piece of that let me just give you a little hint while we're just family here if brother tim ever hands you a piece of cake it ain't no good I made that mistake before. <laughs> Fool me once, it's your fault. Fool me twice, it's mine. Amen. It ain't no good. <laughs> Amen. But when, when he's over there and he ain't giving you none, you want a piece of that cake. Amen. There's something in there that's good. It may not look the best. It may not be the best. It may be your favorite. But if, it, if he's eating it, you want it. 
I know it's going to get you in trouble because sister's going to be looking at you like, is he eating my cake or not? <laughs> I, was in, I was there before. I was sitting in a group of people, and he got his piece, and, and I was waiting on my piece, and it looked so good, looked so good. And he said, here, you can have mine. I didn't even think about it. I just took me a big old bite. I, I see why you gave it to me. The proof of the pudding is in the eating thereof. Therefore, you wonder why some people's religion, you just don't want none of it. You tried it, but I don't want no more, none of it. But if you can ever get the sweetness of the honey of God, and you can get into the spirit of the realm, the realm of the spirit of God, and let it get to flowing over you, and then you'll know why there's joy in our hearts, and why we got our joy shoes on, and why we're rejoicing. If you'll just eat what we're eating. If you don't want it, I, it's, it's up to you. I ain't going to make you eat it. I ain't going to make you eat it. But just get a taste. Just get a taste. He says, he said, see, he said he was sitting there and he said, see, no man can say Jesus is the Christ only by the Holy Ghost. You need to taste. He said, well, how do you know? Taste and see. Give God a chance. See if he will take it and give your glory. Give you glory for your misery. See if he will give you happiness for your gloom. See if he will give you health for your sickness. See if he will give you the Holy Ghost for your theology. Try it and see. Taste and see the Lord is good. Let's give him a chance. Hallelujah. He said, see, I don't want to just walk. I want to walk closer to him. He said, while the Branham Tabernacle's having a revival, I want one myself. Amen. I just want it to happen in the building. I don't want it to just happen in the building. I want it to happen in me. I want more of the Holy Spirit. Uh Uh-oh. That's what the prophet of God said. I want more of the Holy Spirit in me to reflect Christ in me. I want to be like him. I know that every true Christian wants to be like him. That's my heart's desire to be like Jesus. I want him as an example. I want him. I want to be as him the example of what I should be. I'll take, it'll take the Holy Ghost to do that. That's the only thing that I'm not interested in seminaries. I'm not interested in what somebody else got to tell me. I don't care about kissing crucifixes or or doing all that. I want more of the Holy Spirit to take over William Branham. Well, if he can have that desire, we can have that desire. I'm not interested in joining a greater church than what I belong to. I belong to the real church of the living God. The firstborn, I was born into it. I want more of the Holy Ghost in my life to reflect Christ who I love. I don't care what plane or level I have to come on to get it. I don't care if I have to go here, go there, be called a fanatic, a holy roller, or whatever it may be. I want more of his life to be reflected in me. I'm not interested in the plane I have to come on. In other words, don't be satisfied with the plane you're on. I ain't talking about one buzzing over. I'm talking about the walk you're on. It ain't a, you don't have a walk of satisfaction. But I'm satisfied. No, we ought to be something wanting more. I want more. 
more than I had yesterday, more than I had in the last meeting. Just think how great these meetings would be if you come to the next meeting with more than what you had the previous meeting. And then we all have that same walk and we all get there and we come in with more. When I get a taste of God, when the Holy Spirit comes into the meeting, that's good. But I want more of it. There's more of it or you wouldn't ever have that desire for more of it. Because he promised it is every redemptive blessing is ours. You get what you're looking for. You get what you're desiring for. If you're expecting tonight to get healed, you're going to get healed. If you're not expecting it, if you come to the meeting and say, well, I'll just see what goes on. That's all you'll see is what's going on. The devil will show you something that isn't right. If you say, I know that's not right, the devil's going to make sure he shows you something that isn't right. If you say, Lord, I believe you. I want a blessing in my heart. You'll get it. Just what you're expecting, that's what you'll get. Always be expecting. When you get up in the morning, be expecting. When you go to bed, be expecting. When you come to the house of God, every service, say, God, I want more of you. Usually, you get just what you expect. If you come to the meeting or service and you say, well, I'm just going to go there tonight. There's nothing to it. That's what you're going to get out of it. You'll get down there and say, well, I'll go down there. There's no need of me going because I'm not going to get healed. Well, that's just the way you'll go back. But if you'll come expecting God to do something for you, he'll do it. If you expect to find something to criticize the meeting or criticize the way it's conducted, Satan will show you plenty of it. You'll find plenty. But if you'll come not to criticize a meeting, but you'll come and say, God, I want to see where you are in it. I want to see where you are in it. Amen. I want to see where you are. God will show you himself in it. Just whatever you expect, God will give it to you. It's your expectancy. Now, I want you to come tonight expecting to see God move in the greatest way he's moved since we've been here. What's wrong with that expectation every service? I had a man, a preacher friend of mine that says, well, we can't just expect every service to be special meeting. I said, why not? If you, want to, if you want to preach that expectancy, that's what you're going to get. But how come we can't expect God to move the greatest he's ever moved since he's been here? Since we've been here. Amen. That's where, that's where, you know, we wonder sometimes, how come is it when you can come out some services and you sing one song and the place explodes? You know why? Because people are expecting it. They're, they're, they're longing for it. They're look, they woke up that morning. Maybe it was a song that hit them or, or a Bible verse that hit them. It caused a desire. And, there's, and then another one comes and it's got the same desire in a few. And this fire begins to spread as the music begins to go. And the song leader comes out. He ain't hardly got to sing nothing. And it just goes, 
Why? It ain't because he done anything greater. It's because you did it. Hallelujah. Let's ask God not to leave one crippled person, one blind person, one deaf person, one dumb person, one sick person in our midst tonight. Let's believe it. Will you do that with me? And I'll believe God will do it if we're expecting that right now. Hallelujah. Why are you going to be taking a body change? Because you're expecting a body change. So usually as we talk of expectancy, while we think whatever we expect to do, that's the way to be. He said, I'm expecting, I got an engagement or appointment to meet you. I expect you to be there. I know one thing, that we, everyone today got an appointment that we're going to meet God somewhere, sometime or another. Do you know that? It was once appointed to man to die, and after that, the judgment. We're all going to meet that. Some men's sins go before them. If you confess them here, some follow after. So let's meet God now. Let's get the thing right now and then be expecting him when he comes in his glory and power for him to say, it was well done. My good and faithful servant enter into the joys of the Lord. If you come with a kind of sarcastic criticism, whatever you expect to see, that's just what you'll see. If you come expecting to be disappointed, you will be disappointed. You'll get what you expect. If you come to receive, you'll be expecting to receive, and ye shall receive just what you expected to receive. <laughs> so why not come with your cups up? Matter of fact, I've been back gathering barrels and everything I can find, and I'm bringing them to the house of God. I'm coming in this. I'm coming to expect Him to fill them all. Hallelujah. I'm coming in to expect, I'm coming to expect them to do more, more, more. Listen, we're not going to down into a time of less healings, less deliverances, less promises being fulfilled. We're going into a time of more, more power, more anointing, more healings, more deliverances. Until it becomes so much more, until it changes our body. Yes. Hallelujah. and to rise off of cots and off of stretchers and off of wheelchairs. 
be expecting to feel the unction of the Son of God when he moves into you to give a new faith and life to spring into your feet. It's me, Lord. It's me, Lord. I'm waiting on you, Lord. Touch my heart, God. It's me, Jesus. I want more. Be watching, expecting something to happen. Hey man, you want an angel to show up? You start expecting an angel to show up. If you want Jesus to come on the scene, you start expecting Jesus to come on the scene. If you want the pillar of fire to fall among us, you'd be expecting it. Every service. Hallelujah. He said, I know I'm talking. Maybe there ain't many tonight, but there are many possum hunters. I had an old dog once talking, took him out the tree, but he took him out the tree, but he come and treat something, it was a skunk. And I'd get a skunk on the brush pile and the dog, dog wouldn't go get it. Only thing I'd have to do is raise up the brush pile, pat him a little bit and say, sick him. Sick him. And he'd go get him. The worst skunk I know of is the devil. And he said a little amen a little while, once in a while, and a sick him. That's what we need to do is sick the devil every service. Amen. Let's turn it a little bit. Not just expecting God to come, but start expecting the devil to be defeated. Chains to fall off. The powers of hell to be broken. Fathers to be restored. Mothers to come home. Children to come home. We will not receive a prodigal unless we're under the expectation of receiving prodigals. But if you're under the expectation, God will fulfill the desires of your heart. Hallelujah. Being led by the Spirit of God, be expecting it. Simeon was expecting God to keep his word. Abraham was expecting God to keep his word. David was expecting God to keep his word when he met the giant. Samson was expecting God to keep his word when he laid his his arms around the pole. Samson was expecting God to keep his word when he picked up the jawbone of a mule and beat down a thousand Philistines. The Hebrew children was expecting God to keep his word when they walked into a fiery furnace. Daniel was expecting God to keep his word when he went in among the lions. The woman that touched the hem of his garment was was expecting God to keep his word. Martha was expecting God to keep his word. If you're expecting it, you shall receive it. You will always get what you expect. If you come to get healed, you'll go away healed. If that's what you expect God to do, God will do it. Delivered, set free, whatever it is. Are you expecting something tonight? Are you expecting to go home well? You get what you expect. If you come to a meeting to find something to criticize, the devil will show you plenty. But if you come for the good of it, to be saved, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. You come expecting to be healed, the Holy Spirit will see to it. You get what you're expecting, so be expecting it. But look at Mary when the Holy Ghost told her you're going to have a child knowing no man. She didn't reason with it. She just took him at his word and said, there it is. And she went around testifying, I'm going to have a baby. 
I'm going to have a baby. I'm going to have a baby. She didn't wait till she had a positive result. She didn't wait till she had a kick. She didn't wait till she had one sensation. She said, I'm going to have a baby. She took God at his word. She didn't wait. Excuse the expression. You listen to a doctor. I'm listening. I'm your brother. She didn't wait till she felt live. She didn't wait till something took place. She could see naturally she was going to be a mother. She just took the angel's word. And when the angel said, you're going to do it, she said, behold, the hands made of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And she went around rejoicing. I'm going to have a baby before she had one evidence the baby was coming. Outside of what the angel had spoke to her. That's the only evidence she had. She couldn't go even go back in the Bible and say, hey, here this happened before. It had never happened before. That a woman received a child without knowing a man. Amen. Hannah could look back in the look at back and see it. Amen. Different others had examples, but she didn't have that example. But she had the word of the angel. So she took him at his word and started expecting him to bring it to pass. She took God at his word and started rejoicing, saying, God said so. That settles it. I'll rejoice anyhow. I don't have to feel nothing. I don't have to have some sensation. I just believe it anyhow. Oh, you'll see an old-fashioned revival sweep this country, burning out sin, and every church will fill up. What a time it'll be if men and women will do just that. Take God at his word and be expecting him to do what he said he would do. He said, there was a little boy one time that would eat erasers off of bicycle tires because there was something lacking in his body. He had a taste for it because there was a lack. And he wanted more. There's something called sulfur. And they had, but before he could have that desire, there had to be something there to respond to that call. Or it wouldn't be a call there. Something's hungering. Got to be something to respond. When our forefathers, the pilgrims, landed on here in Plymouth Rock, they found the Indians. They were worshiping the sun. They were worshiping images, sprinkling with blood, dancing, carrying on. What was it? It was a human being. It was something in their heart to worship something. They had, knew there had to be a creator. There was a deep calling to the deep. If there's a deep calling, there's got to be a deep to respond. Amen. You remember not long ago before you received the Holy Spirit, your heart burned for something. It was something down deep. I got to have something more. I, I want more. You come to church, you joined it, whatever, but you've never been born again. Your heart called for it. What was it? The deep that called it to the deep. There's got to be a deep to respond. And tonight, if you're craving healing, God's Bible says it's there. Something's in you telling you it's there and as sure as there's something you craving for divine healing there's a fountain open somewhere hallelujah there's a fountain open somewhere the same holy ghost that gave Simeon the promise and led him to the Christ has led you here tonight has led you to the fountain oh if you'll just see it and bathe in it and get more and more and more and more and more of it Simeon led by the Holy Spirit. Here he comes not knowing where he's going. Men who walk with God don't care where they're going as long as they're walking with him. He walked out into the building. I can see this old sage. As he's walking, the Holy Spirit is leading him. It was a deep calling. 
He knew he had been promised he would see the Messiah before he would die. And it was something in him looking for it, and anticipation for it, and wanting it and desiring it. He wasn't satisfied just sitting over in the corner somewhere, but there was a pull that was going on. He said, Lord, now as he come and he seen this little baby, he picks up this little bundle of love and he wrapped it in swaddling cloth, pulled him up to his bosom, tears running down his cheeks. He said, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. According to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. The Holy Spirit was moving because he was expecting it. He was expecting to see it. And God led him to his full expectancy. Are you expecting him tonight? If you are, God will lead you to him. Same time, there was this prophetess, Anna, who was blind, 80 years old, stayed in the temple, prayed day and night. She too was looking for the consolation of Israel, the coming of the Lord. And here she sat in the corner blind. The same time, the Holy Spirit said, rise up. And here comes this old blind woman feeling away her way through the crowd, going through the great host of the temple till she got right to where he was and lifted up her hands and blessed God. If the Holy Ghost could lead that blind prophetess because she was expecting to see the Lord Jesus when he comes and he could lead, he can also lead you to the fountains of his blessings and grace, just be expecting it, looking forward to it. It's here. God said it is. He's moving by his spirit, moving all over the earth signs and wonders when God moveth say move oh Lord on me move oh Lord on me everywhere God moves anytime through the Bible you will see healings miracles signs and wonders (laughs) I like how he said this because it it's, it, it, the devil takes that black line of family issues and wants to follow you. Listen to what he said. He leaves a track behind him of the supernatural. Our God has a track record. He leaves a track behind him of the supernatural. I don't care what theologians say. The Bible is right. When God moves, the world shakes. And when he moves at every revival they've ever had, at Lutheran's Day, Wesley's Day, days of Calvin, Knox, Finley, and Saint, all the way down through. And today, he's no less than he was then. If anything, he's greater today than he was then. What a mighty God we serve. What a great God we serve. What a, what a wonderful God we serve. Over there, go get my phone. Be expecting it. Now, what if you're sitting here? Let me go back for a minute. I missed something. He leaves a track behind him of the supernatural. Why did you come here tonight? Did you come to get healed? Did you come to see him? Did you come? What did you come for? He said, here not long ago, I was over in Dallas, Texas, started back home. An airplane got caught in a storm. We had to come down to Memphis, Tennessee, put me up in that famous hotel, the Peabody. Couldn't stay in a place like that on my own money, but they put me up there. And I'm wondering what's going on. He said, why was I there? He said, because of a little woman's expectancy. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. He said, well, while you're sitting here, and I turned and said what I did, do you believe me to be his prophet? He said, then go eat your supper. Your stomach trouble will go away. It won't bother you no more. Quit worrying about it. You're always taking other people's troubles and things. Quit thinking about it. Be happy and rejoice. Amen. Cancer devils, everything, they're moving away. Why? Because we are expecting it to happen. Praise God. Satan's lost another battle. The devil calls one to another screaming and calling for help. He said, right now, I'll call for your prayer. It's a battle that's going on. There's a power. The devil's fighting. Wrong fighting against right. Right against wrong. Quit being skeptics. Don't come in here being skeptics. The Holy Spirit is healing. The Holy Spirit is delivering. But what you come expecting, be expecting to be next. Be expecting to be next. If he delivered that, I'm next. If he touched that one, I'm next. Hallelujah. If he restored her joy, I'm next. If he broke their chains, I'm next. If he restored their family, my family's next. If their child come home, my child is next. Be expecting to be next. I want more. He said, see, you keep believing. Demons, that dark streak, we keep screaming, help, help, help. Keep him from believing, keep him from believing. But all of a sudden, I saw another woman, another one, dark streaks. But all of a sudden... I saw a light come through and that dark streak is gone now and the Holy Spirit is standing between you and the darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That light step between Sister Jessica and her darkness be expecting to be next. I'm next. Be under great expectation. He said, let me tell you what I expect. I expect the church to be on fire. I expect the glory of the Lord to be falling everywhere. Sinners around the altar, people getting saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. That's just a great thing. My expectation and anticipation is built way up high. Well, if he had these expectations, why does the bride of Christ have anything different? They don't expect the altars to be filled no more. Man, man, that's why they closed them and put them in the basement. They don't expect anybody to be healed in the prayer line. That's why they don't have them no more. But I still expect God to move how he wants to move. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask this right now. How many, how many experienced God at this altar this weekend? I want you to raise your hands. If you get, I need you to stand on your feet. Raise your hands. Because I want the whole world to know God still deals in an altar. 
All right, I'll let you be seated. How many got what you was expecting through a prayer line? I want you to stand and wave and let the whole world know. Hallelujah. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. This should be the bride's expectation. Man wants to put God in the box, and he only operates the way they want him to. You're limiting God by limiting your expectations. I'm expecting something to happen. Hallelujah. He said, I believe. He said, let me go back. He said, I want to speak on a subject to kind of build up faith. You got to build your faith up. If there's ministers here, which there's no doubt there is, knows that when you're speaking to people, you have to have an atmosphere of preaching for salvation. Then you want to make that call for it. Then if you want the atmosphere of healing, you get the anointing, you get the anointing yourself by the word of God and deliver it to the people. And that puts the whole group in the anointing for a certain thing. Under expectations of certain things. We're expecting something. He said, you know, I believe then to bring that little higher that God's got all, all of his church now, the called out remnant of his church under expectations of his coming. You see, I remember at the gate in his coming, there must have been tremendous Good Friday when they knew he was coming to the feast and expectation. Many of them were expecting to be there to see him, some kind of miracle he performed. Others wanted to see him. Others there to make fun of him. And it was kind of a different Passover than it had been for a long time when he rode to the city. Let's be expecting him to come take us home. Hallelujah. Let's be expecting him to come take us home. But God is moving again in his people. I got a a testimony I got to read here tonight if I can find it right quick. We know the Belgium group that came, Brother Joshua his brother Isaiah and his wife, brother Isaiah's wife, Julie. They had come with expectations. But God did exceedingly above what they even expected. See, if you can get your expectations high, God will always move higher. Because he does exceedingly above what you can expect. <laughs> So people say, I ain't seen a miracle because they hadn't had their expectations high enough. She said, I based this Sister Julie. Now, Brother Isaiah was saved. The Lord got a hold of him there in Europe back in the end of as 2019, was turning over into 220. Me and Brother Danny Steeman was there ministering at a youth conference for Brother David Iverson. And the Lord had dealt with me to preach on born of the fire. And I was preaching about the uh, seeds that was in the giants, uh, the giant trees there in California, how they'd fall to the ground, but they cannot come to fruition unless they burnt over with fire. And how that man has, 
has regulated the fire and to try to keep from getting the old trees burned up. They've, re they've regulated the fire into where now they're actually having even issues and things because of man-made regulations. So you could tell where all that was going. And here we were ministering there, and I was coming down to the end of it, and the altar had filled up. There was actually tongues and prophecy that went forth. And, and um, Brother, Brother David Mayer started praying for this young man. I, I didn't know who he was, had no idea. And, um, but I was expecting God to do something because he just had spoke to me about it. So I went down there and began to pray with Brother David. And Brother David Mayer, was, he knew the brother and they was raised up together. And uh, been, in, been in some false doctrines. And Brother David, of course, come out of it. And this young man had gotten really wounded in that false doctrine. And um, so anyway, he'd, but his, his dad had spoke to Brother Ron about it. And Brother Ron had spoke to him a few things. So here we are. And, we're, and I began to pray, and all of a sudden, this man's hands went up, and he just began to scream to the top of his lungs and just shout the glories of God, and the place begins to erupt, and things begin to take place. And still, I'm, I'm not catching this, because God goes above your expectations. And, uh, uh, and so he told me later, he said, you know, I, 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 the reason, he said, I, I couldn't contain myself no more, he said, because I actually heard what sounded like another ram. And he said, such beautiful voices of singing. Like I thought, wow, these people are singing amazing. And he's just pouring into him. And he just begins to enter into that and shout. And he actually goes back. And if I understand right, he goes back and realizes there wasn't any, really even singing going on in that moment. There's rejoicing in the presence of angels. His dad had went on just a few months before that, and his desire was to see Isaiah and his family saved. And, and God got a hold of him there. And just a few weeks later, his wife would come to the Lord, and, and, and God would save her. But I want to read you her testimony. She said, I basically can't possibly put into words what we experienced and felt in those services there in Louisiana, but I'm going to try anyway. The presence of the Lord in the Eden Light Tabernacle was simply... Like no other I've ever experienced before. It really made me very quiet that week, speechless with moments, to be very honest. Speechless in moments, to be very honest. The Lord is doing great things for his children. As much as I realize that, I don't deserve it all, but I know for sure now I'm his. How did I ever get to these meetings in Louisiana? Because, oh, if you would have told me this 10 years ago, but the Lord knows and knows. I realize even more now that we're simply fulfilling the vision. As Brother Coffee preached in our church a while back, I had to be there. Everything has a greater purpose for the Lord. Otherwise, I, and I'm, very, I'm sure many others with me, wouldn't be writing down our experiences right now. I really wanted to be in those meetings. Isaiah has been following them for a long time, and they had also attracted my attention more and more throughout the few, last few years. When I was very, but I was very excited about the Jubilee service as I was streamed from Cloverdale Bible Way. And he asked me if I would like to join him at the meetings in Louisiana this year. And even though I never thought of going in advance, here we are. We were there. And oh, and I can tell you, I was full of anticipation. Not only did I crave for the spiritual food, but I was looking for more, more of him. The first service of Wednesday evening was powerful. The sermon did not miss its effect on me, and certainly not when Brother Andrew spoke the words and the author flips the script. 
Because, yes, that is exactly what he did in our lives, and that was just a start. The next evening, I was even under more anticipation, but Brother Ron Spencer spoke for me. That man is a miracle in his own right. I remember my heart was about to explode when I entered the room that night, and the prediction or the, uh, pre-dedication uh, itself was, again, a true blessing. The message itself is uh, translated. The message itself is, again, a true blessing. Let's finish this. Toward the end, pour your spirit out, sounded out through the room. Like many others, I stepped forward and I raised my hand to the Lord. Brother Ron began to pray and the presence of the Lord in the tabernacle was so intense. I could feel it. I bowed my head and started praying myself. I prayed, Lord, I know and feel that you are here. I know I'm in these meetings for a reason. Please give me something personal, Lord. Something that is for me. That I know that I'm in the right place. You know my heart and I need this confirmation. I need more from you. I converted a while, a while ago, and also most people know that, and I had an experience at home before, but given my past and the doubt Satan plants in my head every day, I just had to know that there was nothing left that stood between me and him and that I was okay. So I got very serious as I prayed, and I begged, please give me something, something tangible, Lord, so I just know forever. And suddenly I felt a hand on my shoulder. I stiffened. I can't describe it, but every muscle in my body cramped. A feeling of fear overtook me at first, and I tried to turn around after a short while I could remember, but I just couldn't turn. I did feel that grip remained completely the same, and so did the pressure. I, would co I would co could collapse because of the emotions afterwards, and I literally can't put into words what was going on inside of me at that moment. I told myself I had to put myself and my, many other thoughts together, my thoughts together again, and afterwards I would become enraptured and sang like personally never had I had sang before. Even though I no longer lived in sin, we still make mistakes, I think, and Satan was always trying, ready in my head to sow new doubts. This was the moment for me, the breakthrough that deep down I craved so much. And what can I say? He knew, and he knew exactly what I needed. After the service, I was completely speechless, sincerely silent. I did not dare to share it at first, so I laid awake all night, but my heart was overflowing, so how can you not share what the Lord has done for you? I told my husband Isaiah and Sister Bethany Dexter the next day about my experience, and we shared it with Brother Ron two days later. Brother Ron also knew that that same Thursday evening, another sister from the audience had seen the angel of the Lord coming through the door. I just can't help myself but say, hallelujah, praise the Lord. He knows exactly what he's doing, and he always answers every prayer. Besides this personal experience I had, and I'm so, so thankful for that, there were honestly many more things that touched me deeply during these four days of meetings. It still makes me emotional with moments. These meetings were a life-changing experience for me with very powerful and clear message, and I can only exclaim, I take it all, Lord. I want to stay in his presence forever. My heart only wants more. I wonder if there'd be anyone here tonight would put their same heart with Sister Julie and say, Lord, that's me, Lord. I only want more. I only want more. I only want more. I, I want more of you, Father. I want more than I had yesterday. I want more than I had this past meeting. I want to continue to get more and more and more and more. Fill every fiber, Lord. Fill every part of my heart, God. Not, not let, him, let me open every door, God. I want more. 
Oh, let's just stand together and lift our voices. Cry out unto the Lord if you have a desire for more. There's more to be had. Hallelujah. Maybe it'd be like Sister Jessica tonight. Lord, start with me. And my family, start with me. Let me have that same revival. Let me have that same moment. Hallelujah. He's more. He's more. He's more. He wants to do more. He wants to give you more. He wants to pour out of himself more. He wants to give you more exceedingly abundant. Hallelujah. 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 Brother Michael, come sing that song. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, more of you, Lord. I want more of you, Lord. Start with me, Jesus. Give me more. Give me more, Lord. I want to take another drink. I'm not done eating at the table of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. I want more. Be expecting more. Be expecting more. Know what it's like to be in the presence of the Lord. I know what time it is, cause time stood still. And bodies were healed, families restored, because we stayed here in the presence of the had to say a word, couldn't even make a sound, but I'd give up everything for the treasure I found, I never I won't. 
Aroha.